Welcome to Wednesday Night at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. We're going through the book of Jonah. Hope you got some notes and either downloaded them or picked some up as you walked in. You can text in for questions if you have them. And we're in chapter 1. We're going to finish chapter 1 tonight, but there's one thing I want to make clear. We talked about it last week. I want to make sure you still understand this. We're talking about Jonah running away from God. Now, most of us would say, well, I don't run away from God. But you see, when you run away from problems, when you run away from relationships, you're running away from God because God wants to work them out. God wants to be used in the midst of them. And so we run away more than we think and more than we want to admit. So as we talk about this tonight, we're still going to look at what Jonah's doing, but don't think, well, that's Jonah, I'd never do that, because all of us, sometime or another, run away from what God wants for us. So let's begin. And we're going to start with this idea that disobedience creates storms. Disobedience creates storms. Now, let me just say right up front, first of all, Sometimes obedience brings storms. Sometimes when you obey God, things don't get easier. They get a little harder. They get a little bit more difficult because you're doing what's right. Sometimes, you know, when you do what's right, it is just a, everything works through and it's wonderful. But when you disobey, you can count on a storm. So verse 4, chapter 1, the Lord hurled hurled. Boy, that's a great word, isn't it? He hurled a powerful wind over the sea. We we understand that. Boy, we've had some wind going on around here. Causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Not just sink it, break it. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw cargo overboard to lighten the ship. Now, you know it's a bad storm when the sailors are afraid. And so what they're doing, hey, this is going on. Oh, God, please help me. Oh, oh God, please do this. And let's take some measures and let's do this and let's lighten the boat. Maybe we'll make it. But all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hold. So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep at a time like this, he shouted. Get up, pray to your God. We're praying to ours. You pray to yours. Maybe he'll pay attention to us and spare our lives. So here we are. There's a storm going on because of a man's disobedience. And God isn't trying to hurt Jonah. God isn't trying to hurt the sailors. God's trying to help him. God's trying to get his attention. You see, sometimes we view storms as punishment. But sometimes they come, God's just trying to get your attention. He's not trying to destroy. He wants to develop. And so we run from God. God says, look, I got to get your attention. I want to deal with this. I don't want you running away from it. I want you to handle it. And he brings us through difficulties so that we will wake up. So, how do we go through storms? Well, some are unnerved by them. You see, there's people today in our society who we're going through a little storm right now and they're unnerved by it. You know, you don't need to be afraid of the storms. 
and we're going to look at this in a moment more, but just let me say it here. If God's in the boat, you're going to be okay. If God is with you, who can be against you? You don't need to let fear come in and control. But some people are just, oh, it's a storm. Oh, no, what are we going to do? We're going to panic. And they panic rather than taking the steps they need to take that we'll look at in a moment. Some people are just unaware of a storm. Storm? What storm? I don't have a storm. Now, you feel the effects of their storm. They leave a trail behind them. They bring other people into it but they're just unaware. Problem? What problem? I don't have a problem. I'm not running from a problem. Everything's fine with me. I'm just kind. They're oblivious to what's going on. What's Jonah doing? Jonah is sleeping. And many times, people that are going through difficult times, through storms, are just oblivious to the chaos they're creating for other people. Happens a lot. Then, some or unconcerned about the storm. How can Jonah be asleep at a time like this? He just was thinking of himself, wasn't he? It's obvious by his decisions. It's obvious by what he was doing. He's running away. He's taking care of him. So he's down there sleeping. He's just unconcerned about what's going on. But there are some who understand the correct response to the storm. Some who understand the one thing the sailors were doing right, pray. Now, they were praying to their gods, which wasn't going to help them to begin with. You pray to God. God is aware. God wants you to be aware, and God will take care of you. And so, some people are just unconcerned, but some people know this is what's going on, and I need to pay attention to it. And I need to be careful because here's the question. What storm maybe, what part of this are you going through now? What, what are you dealing with in your life that you see some things going on around you and you're wondering, what's the cause? What's happening here? What's going on? Oh, there's nothing going on. I'm just fine. Really? Here's what the writer in Proverbs says. Don't excuse yourself by saying, look, we didn't know. For God understands all hearts, and He sees you. He who guards your soul knows you knew. He will repay all people as their actions deserve. Have you ever sat down and had a conversation with somebody that they were going through something, and you started pointing out some things that are happening and things that they're doing and things that they're saying and certain behaviors that are going on, and they look at you with this blank stare, and then they say, I don't know what you're talking about. That's not me. We're very good at being oblivious to what's going on around us. We're very good at running away. We're very good at trying to ignore it. And yet God is sending it for Jonah's sake, for our sake. Jonah, wake up. Jonah, look what you're going through. Don't pretend that you don't know. You see, one day we all stand before, everybody stands before God to be judged, and you, got, you can't say, I don't know. The Bible says everyone knows. Everyone knows. 
And so we, we look at this and we have to deal with this understanding that disobedience creates storms in our life. And many times what we do is try to blame other people. We try to run away from them. We, we try to act like nothing's happening. It's not a big deal to go on. Rather than allowing that time for God to get our attention and speak into our lives. So all this is going on. Jonah's oblivious. They're terrified, and they don't know what to do. The captain comes down. Jonah, come on, at least pray to your God. We're going to do something, man. So then they have this discussion about the cause of the storm. So I want you to notice it as we read it, what, what they're looking at and what they're doing, because we kind of do the same thing sometimes. A discussion about the cause of the storm. Verse 7. The crew cast lots to see which of them had offended the God and caused the terrible storm. Someone on board is creating this mess. That was their belief at that time. And so let's cast lots. Let's, who's going to draw the short straw? And when they did this, the lots identified Jonah as the culprit. Jonah, what do you got to say for yourself? Why has this awful storm come down on us, they demanded. Now, notice the questions they start asking. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? And Jonah answered, I'm a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of the heaven, who, who made the sea and the land. Jonah still knew who he was serving. He was just running from him. Jonah still knew who he was. And the sailors were terrified when they heard this, for he had already told them he was running away from the Lord. Oh, why did you do it? They groaned. And since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, what should we do to you to stop this storm? Jonah, you're running. You know it. You've admitted it. We see who you are. What do we need to do? Throw me into the sea. Where'd he come up with that answer? Get me out of the boat. He'll become calm again. And I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. Nothing happens to change circumstances in life until you admit what's going on until you're honest about what's happening. All the questions are related to his identity and his offended deity. Why is this? Who are you? What do you do? What's going on? Why did you do it? What was your motive? It's going to be answered a little later in the book. So sometimes you have to step back and ask yourself, is there a storm that's going on that's my fault? Are there some things happening in my life right now that I'm a part of that I could fix and I could change. Too often what we do is we say we'll change when somebody else does. We say things will be different when they do this. But Jonah takes responsibility. Jonah comes to that place where he says, it's me. And if you want to be well, throw me over. I know this is God. I think sometimes a lot of people, when they're going through difficulties in life, know it's God. It's just hard for them to come to a place and admit that they're a part of it. You hearing me? Everybody okay? 
it's us, isn't it? And so we have Jonah doing this, and we look at it, well, you know, it's easier to blame somebody else. It's easier to be oblivious to it. It's easy to pretend like you don't know. It's easy to act like it's not your fault. It's easy to say, well, it's just the circumstance. It's another thing to step up like Jonah did and said, it's me. Throw me over. It'll be. And for somehow, he knew, if you throw me over, it's going to be fine. So he still was hearing God. He still knew the right thing to do. Another thing, I'm convinced, most people know the right thing to do, just don't want to do it. Because you throw me over, I could drown. Could happen. And so he comes up and he says that. Then there's a determination to cease the storm. In other words, let's do something so that this storm stops. Let's come to a place where it's all over and we fixed it and everything is going to be okay. So Jonah says, okay, I'm the cause. Throw me over. Now notice what happens here. Instead. You see, sometimes we know the solution, but we'd rather try something else. I know I need to go to the doctor, but I'll try something else. I know I should do that, but I'll try something else. Because of our pride, because of our unwillingness to come to a point of honesty, I'll try this. So instead, Jonah says, do this, but instead, they rowed even harder to get the ship to the land. But the stormy sea was too violent for them, and they couldn't make it. You can row as hard as you want, but if God's at the root of it, you're not going to be able to row to a place of safety. It's not going to happen. Then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. Notice the difference? Before they were talking to their God, now they're talking to Jonah's God. Oh Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sin. And don't hold us responsible for his death. (laughs) We're about to throw him over. We're not responsible for what happens. Oh Lord, you have sent this storm upon him for your own bad reasons. Good reasons. Anytime God allows storms in your life as a Christian, there's a good reason behind it. God wants to make it good. Sailors picked Jonah up, threw him into the raging sea, and the storm stopped at once. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power, and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. (laughs) Even in your disobedience, God can still use you. Isn't that incredible? Jonah's going the other way, and yet here he is doing this, doing what's wrong, not doing what he needs to do. And so there's a process they go through, and it brings about salvation. Notice, they attempt another way. You know, okay, I know God says do this, but I'd like to try this. This way seems easier. This way makes more sense to me. This way is something that I don't like, I don't understand, I don't get it, because there's an element of faith to it. Let me try something else. Even when they knew what needed to be done, they still tried something else. 
Boy, I'm glad we're not stubborn like them, aren't you? So they attempt another way. They just said, let's row to shore. Here's a simple question that I ask myself sometimes. Why is obedience always our last resort? Why is it that's an option and we don't choose it first? And yet that's what happens. Why is it doing what is right in God's sight, not our first priority? Well, let's try something else. Let's try to do this. The sailors asked for protection. God, we're not guilty here. We didn't do this. This isn't up to us. Well, please don't hold this against us. We don't want to be accountable for this guy's death. Please help us, forgive us, save us from this. They throw Jonah into the abyss. They just pick him up and go overboard. And, uh, you know, okay, let's do this. He said to do it. We're just doing it. If he think, I, I don't know if they thought it would work. I don't believe they thought, well, we'll try this. We've tried everything else, so let's try this. And sometimes that's the way we are, isn't it? Well, I've tried everything else. I guess, God, I'll try your way. God, I've tried all this and this and this. I guess, God, I, I, I'll do what you want. <laughs> and then the sailors, what's the word? Awestruck awestruck. You feel a mix of reverence and respect and a mix of wonder and dread. You're awestruck. You're speechless. Wow. And again, why are we surprised that when we do it God's way, life is much better? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And what's their response to this? Because they saw what God could do, they served Him. They served Him. They made a commitment. Now, there's another story very similar to this one in the Bible. It's found in Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Evening came, Jesus said to His disciples, let's go over to the other side. And they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up, high waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. And Jesus, what's he doing? He's sleeping in the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. You know, probably got a little blanket on or something. And the disciples woke him up, notice, shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? God, don't you care about what I'm going through? God, don't you understand how hard this is? God, don't you see what's happening to me? Jesus woke up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence. Be still. And suddenly the wind stopped. And there was a great calm. Now, if you've been on the water at all, just because the wind stops, those waves are still brolling. Takes a while for them to calm down usually. But he speaks and suddenly it's glass. It's peaceful. And what does he say to them? Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? 
why are you shocked at this? Why are you thinking that if I'm with you, something wrong is going to happen? I told you we're going to go to the other side. We're going to the other side. Why are you afraid? Where's your faith? Where's your trust in me? Where's your understanding that if I'm with you, you can be comforted? Where's your awareness that if I'm there and you're with me, we'll get there and we'll make it? Those are great questions for the day we live in, aren't they? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Wow. Who is this guy? Even the wind and the waves obey him. They still do, you know. They still do. He still controls it all. And God can use whatever he needs to use to reach others in spite of us sometimes. But he wants us to know, if you will go with me and stay with me, I will take care of you. But if you go off in your own direction and do your own thing, you will have a result of that and it will create storms in your life. And it will create difficulties for you and hardships for you. And those storms will stay there until you are willing to come to the place where you recognize I'm here and my way is the right way, not your way. And until you take responsibility and do it. (laughs) But they're shocked that he does what God can do. I think sometimes we are too, aren't we? We shouldn't be. God's faithful. God can do whatever needs to be done as long as we're willing to do it His way and not our own. So here's the developments to carry Jonah to Nineveh. Now, here's what you need to understand with this. Whatever God is doing... He's preparing a way for you to get back on track. It's already being prepared. He's not walking around, well, I, you know, I'll do this and I'll do this and I'll allow this to happen and I'll allow the storms to be there and I'll allow you to reap some of what you sow and I'll allow that to happen. And then if you ever come to your senses and are willing to allow me to help you, I'll come up with a plan. Now, God's already got a plan. Well, if I do this, if I make this decision, it's hard, it's, it's not right, it went like I like it. it, you know, I don't understand it, but I know it's what God wants. If I do that, what's going to happen? I don't know, but God does, and He's already got a plan for it. So, here's what we read. Now, the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah. What's a great fish? I don't know. You don't either. Probably, maybe, a whale. A whale's big enough to do that. It's just a big fish. I remember one time we were at um, SeaWorld, and um, I had one of my boys on my lap, and we were in the place where Shamu is. We were sitting about four or five rows back from the front, and the kids were just all messing around and everything else. And you could see Shamu kind of going around. But at some moment before the whole Shamu came up out of the water right in front of us and went back. 
The response of one of my boys, wow, that's a big fish. A big fish. He prepared a big, great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. Remember last week we said Jesus referred to this when he said, I'm going to be in the grave just like Jonah was in the belly of the whale and the fish. So the Lord has made arrangements to help you get back on track. Why did he create a big fish? Here's one reason, just my reason, okay? A fish can get him to where he should be going faster than a boat. So, how that happened? I, we don't explain miracles. We believe them. We don't always have all the explanation for everything. That's called faith. But nothing can stop God. If you're walking with Him, nothing can stop Him from accomplishing His purposes. No matter what you're going through right or wrong, no matter what's happening in your life, God has a plan. And God has made arrangements to take care of you when you're willing to listen to Him and go in His direction and not your own. And you shouldn't be shocked by it because God is not trying to hurt you God is trying to help you. You got that? God is trying to help you, not hurt you. You have to be convinced of that. That's the heart of our relationship with God. God is for me. God is good. God is at work. And even when He allows the storms to come, He has a plan and a purpose in them that He wants to use for our good and for his benefit. So, don't run. Be honest. Work with God. And God will be faithful. You can trust him. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for a great story. Some would say it's too difficult to believe that something like that could happen. But nothing's too difficult for you. And in it, you show us a great truth. As much as someone tries to run away, you're still doing everything you can to bring them back. And so, Lord, we thank you for the knowledge that we have tonight of knowing. No matter where we find ourselves tonight, you are still working for us, not against us. And we can trust you because there's nothing too difficult for you. Thank you for your concern, your care, and your love for us. May we live in that truth and in that trust. Every moment of our life we pray, and we go to do that tonight. In thy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. 
If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 8.15 and 10.45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Faith Assembly's Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.